welcome to Bad Movie Sunday. I'm Ashley. I'm Amy. Amy uh, provided us with those atmospheric ghost noises. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here to haunt you. (laughs) And today we've got a spooptacular episode for you. If you haven't heard of Bad Movie Sunday, we're a podcast that watches bad movies, so you don't have to. We roast them. Toast them. And we're going to have a lot of fun. And we hope you have a great Halloween coming up. Um, If you're not doing anything for Halloween, maybe watch this movie. (laughs) That's what we're doing. (laughs) Maybe don't. I don't know your your thoughts on this, Ashley, and we'll get into more detail about it. But, um... Uh, I'll suggest that if you have nothing to do this Halloween, maybe watch the original Mummy trilogy. Mm. Okay, that's a fair point. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk about our thoughts on this a little later. Um, But as you probably surmised from the title, today's episode is going to be about the 2017, I believe. Yep. (laughs) Thank you. Classic (laughs) The Mummy. Uh, The one starring... Tom Cruise, not the one starring our boy Brendan Fraser. We wish. No, sadly, not him. Uh, this is a Tom Cruise movie entirely. It really has nothing to do with the original Mummy trilogy, aside from the name and the plot in the first half of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it took a lot of elements from the original Mummy and just kind of... Made well, it Well, we'll get into it. <laughs> So, for anyone who hasn't heard of the Tom Cruise mummy, I have a summary here, a mummery, if you will, uh, (laughs) from IMDb, and it says, An ancient Egyptian princess is awakened from her crypt beneath the desert, bringing with her malevolence grown over millennia and terrors that defy human comprehension. And they sure do, because I did not comprehend one bit of this. (laughs) uh yeah so like always we have a cocktail for you to drink along to the movie um just to you know make it a a little easier on yourself and today's drink is the rummy mummy oh wow (laughs) i wonder what's in that um uh, i don't think you'll expect what's in it so what you need is two and three quarter cups of coconut flavored rum. You need three fourths of a cup vanilla flavored vodka, three fourths of a cup hazelnut liqueur, and one and a half quarts of half and half. So in a pitcher, you combine all of that uh, and then serve chilled or over ice. That sounds quite pleasant. Uh, Mm -hmm. A nice spoopy drink for you to have this this holiday season um and to go along with that we have a drinking game that you can drink along to either to the movie if you choose to watch it or to this podcast and we're going to go back and forth um and say our points on it so my first point is every time you see crows on screen Ooh, that's a good one i have every time uh tom cruise hallucinates someone yeah, I had that too. <laughs> I have uh, every time someone speaks ancient Egyptian. Ooh, I have every time uh, someone turns into a zombie. Ah, my last one is every time someone is slapped. <laughs> 
I have, uh, my last one is every time there's a scene where someone is fully naked for basically no reason. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> uh, and we'll try to tell you when these things happen by yelling out drink so you can play along to the drinking game. Or if you do want to go see this movie, then maybe pick and choose a few of these uh, and do, do them while you're watching. In the meantime, we are going to go into the movie scene by scene, break it down for you if you haven't seen it. If you want to go see it, you can leave, watch the movie, come back and listen to our thoughts. Otherwise, we're going to get into it right now. Spoilers. Uh, warning, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> There's not really much to spoil. It's like basically a, any Tom Cruise movie. Yeah, if you've seen the original Mummy and you've seen uh, any Tom Cruise movie, you've seen <laughs> um, so the movie starts off. Uh, we get introduced to this like excavation crew um, that discover an ancient tomb in England, and what I assumed was the government, but it's actually just sort of some some other crew <laughs> comes and like takes it instead, um, and it's. <laughs> Amy, you're going to love this. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I, I feel like I know exactly what you're going to say, though. <laughs> yeah, this, uh, this crew is led by... I didn't bother t- to look this up because I thought it would have been funnier. Um, either Gerard Butler or Russell Crowe. I okay, wait, literally wait, wait. cannot tell the difference. <laughs> I want you to guess right now, based on what you've seen of this man during this movie, who do you think it is? I mean, they look the same. <laughs> they are the same. They are the same person. I don't know if anyone's ever seen them in the same room together. I certainly haven't. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. No, only I one think... of them can go to the Oscars at the, per year. That's it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they have to choose uh, because they're the same person. <laughs> I'm going to guess. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to guess. <laughs> I'm going to guess Russell Crowe because. Oh my God, thanks. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> okay. I just assumed Crowe because there's a lot of crows in this movie. You know what? That's probably why they hired him for that reason alone. <laughs> they don't even have to change his name. Uh, although, I thought he was just going to be playing like some regular kind of dude leading you know, an excavation team. Uh, halfway through the movie, we find out he's like a totally other character that I did not expect, which we'll get into later. Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna rip into her. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think what we learned here, kids, is uh, trust your gut. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, they, they find um, a crusader knight from uh, 1127 AD in London. Great okay, start to a mummy fast. movie. And then we get a little bit of backstory on the main mummy girl of this story. Um, basically, she was an ancient Egyptian princess who was set to inherit the throne, but her dad gone had another little baby, and <laughs> she didn't like that. Because now she's not going to inherit the throne anymore. It's going to go to her little brother. Um, so she's like, mm, don't like that. So she makes a pact with the god of death uh, to get some sick... Uh, mummy powers um so she does and she just goes on a full murder spree kills everyone in her family um and she's about to sacrifice this random dude to bring set the god of death back to life um but then the guards stop her and mummify her alive and she's like trapped for 
supposedly on all eternity until um we get to the now version of the story that was the the backstory and now we get to to what's happening in present day well hold on hold on because there's a lot to um unpack here yeah okay (laughs) so first of all (laughs) Uh, you, you mentioned that she was going to sacrifice this dude. Uh, what you didn't mention is that she was fully, like, boinking him uh, <laughs> naked uh, for no reason uh, while she was going to stab him. So make note of that. That's a drink. Mm-hmm. Also, like, the only thing she has to do is kill a baby, right? Seems pretty easy. Um, she just literally stabbed him. That's it. Baby's gone. Why? Am I stupid? Or <laughs> why did she need to summon the whole god of death? She, could she not just kill the baby and that's it? Um, I think it's because she's a little bit of a drama queen. And she wanted a little bit extra pizzazz uh, on her rise to power. <laughs> you know what? That makes sense. Right. Otherwise, she could have just like poisoned the baby and have been like, Oh no, <laughs> I guess he's dead. I guess I'm going to be queen now. Um, but, you know, she wants, she wants a little bit more oomph. <laughs> okay. I mean, I I guess there is uh, an entire uh, series, Harry Potter, of a man <laughs> not being able to kill a bebe. So, not like the strangest thing, I guess. Okay, fair point. <laughs> <laughs> so then we cut to present day, where we have our two main characters for the for the first little bit of the movie are Tom Cruise, of course, and Adrian Pimento from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh my god. Um, we got a two-in-one, boys and girls. What do you mean? What do you mean two-in-one? We got a two-in-one. This is a very special, very spooky episode for you. And let me tell you why. It's, it's not because... Adrian Pimento? That was not Adrian. That was not Adrian Pimento. That was um. I don't watch New Girl, but it's one of the guys from New Girl. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy trying to pull a spooky on me. No, the guy who plays Peter Parker in Into the Spider Verse. What? Okay. Um. Research break. (laughs) (laughs) I am very sorry. That is not Adrian Pimento. How did this happen? That they look not, the same. <laughs> that is not esteemed actor Jason Manzukis who plays Adrian Pimento in uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That is not him. Oh my god, you're right. It's Jake Johnson. It is Jake oh, Johnson. Wait, to be fair, they have the same face. <laughs> <laughs> like, do they though? In my defense, they are the same man. <laughs> well, they have different hair. Well, he could grow out his hair, his face. <laughs> wow. You know, I, I wonder how many more times this is going to happen this episode. I love this. I'm just going to keep my yapper closed about who I think all these actors are. Ding uh, dong, uh, not- trick or treat. That was a treat for me. <laughs> it wasn't even Tom Cruise all along. It was Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> He was the bebe that survived all along. He grew up into Tom Cruise, uh, was in this movie. <laughs> okay, so Tom Cruise and uh, not Adrian Pimento because he's written down as Adrian Pimento in every single one of my notes. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know what his name is. Um, the two of them are like army boys uh, in Iraq and they invade this little mini city and accidentally uncover a giant 
ancient Egyptian tomb. Yeah, so Tom Cruise is fully like, hey, there's this cursed artifact that I know is cursed and I want to find it. And Jake Johnson, who is not Adrian Pimento, um, he's basically that guy, you know, that guy in National Treasure who like fully doesn't know what's going on? Yes. <laughs> That's him. So <laughs> he's like, he's like the the brother in the original mummy that was just kind of there along for the ride, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, right, so, you watched uh, all the original mummies for this, right, in preparation? Yes, I saw them uh, quite a while ago, so <laughs> for research purposes, I went back and rewatched the old ones, and I remembered just how good they were. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I have a very important question for you. Oh, yeah. Uh, while you were watching, I think it's the first one, I don't, I don't remember, um... Did you see that guy with his dick fully out, the scarab guy? Oh my god, I forgot to look for that! Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> oh, Amy, you gotta tell the people that story if they don't know it already. Okay, so apparently uh, on Reddit, there's this whole uh, thing where in, I think it's the first Mummy movie, one of the guys who gets attacked by scarabs, he's like sitting down, the scarabs are like coming over him, he stands up and his dick flops out of his pants! <laughs> I kept it in the movie. <laughs> they kept it in the movie. <laughs> so I, mean, I, don't know if we're, I don't know if we're legally allowed to post that on Twitter, but I mean, search it up for yourself. It is a, a treasure to behold in, it, in itself. <laughs> <laughs> that poor guy who didn't even know that his dick flopped out of his pants in the first Mummy movie. I mean, I, I don't have one myself, but I'm, I assume you would feel that, right? <laughs> I don't know, maybe the scarabs were like, because he, he was feeling the scarabs crawling up his <laughs> legs and such, you know? I mean, I was uh, I was talking about the actor, but you're right, the person, <laughs> the character in the movie was probably worried about other things. <laughs> the actor was feeling the uh, CGI scarabs crawling up his body. I mean, he was... <laughs> He was probably, like, assuming that the, the CGI people working on it would, like, help him out a little in post. But the CGI people, they, they kept in a little Easter egg. Yeah. <laughs> a big Easter egg. <laughs> oh, that's my favorite thing about The Mummy. And I keep forgetting it exists. You know Just... what? Maybe I'll go back and watch it again tonight. Just to oh. find that scene. Yeah, do on Halloween, you know what you're going to do. Oh, yeah. If you're a little lonely on Halloween, boy, do we got a, a movie for you. <laughs> <laughs> Just another reason the original Mummy is so much better than this one. Oh, yeah. You don't see that happening in the Tom Cruise Mummy. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, Tom Cruise would never let that happen. Even though he sure <laughs> likes to be naked for no reason, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Um, although they very strategically cover it in this movie with, like, a, a table. Um, yeah. <laughs> so maybe they were trying to pay homage to that. <laughs> but they didn't have the balls to go the full way. <laughs> Tom Cruise is like, that's my favorite scene. I can't do this movie justice if I don't have my full ass dick out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, sadly, they, they decided to go for a PG-13 rating. <laughs> <laughs> so it's also set up that Tom Cruise and not Adrian Pimento are less than stellar citizens. They are in the army, but they also have kind of a knack for stealing things that they find. 
uh, when they go places and selling them on the black market. So that's what they plan to do with this tomb that they uncovered. Like, not the whole tomb, but, like, the things that they find in the tomb. Which are um, pretty big, by the way. They're, like, massive. Yeah, like, they're not stuff that you can, like, put in your pocket. <laughs> like a flask, like, sarcophagus. Yeah. <laughs> so, regardless, this blonde lady shows up, uh, and she takes charge of everything, and she makes the two of them investigate the tomb with her. And they find something encased in mercury. Blondie's like, guys, I think we should leave this alone. And Tom Cruise is like, Oh, fuck that. And he, like, pulls the sarcophagus out. Um, So now it's free, uh, which we know because we saw the opening flashback that that is where ancient mummy princess was stored. Um, So she's inside there. And then Tom Cruise starts getting, like, crazy visions of the girl inside there, uh, which he gets throughout the rest of the movie. So take a take a drink for this scene. Also, they're, like, weirdly sexual. Like, I just gotta add. Yeah, I don't think they had to be. <laughs> He's, he, like, opens the tomb, and then all of a sudden he starts hallucinating himself, like, uh, having sex and also being stabbed by this <laughs> crazy hot mummy lady. You know what, if they had taken out those raunchy scenes and just put in, I mean, what we were talking about before, I'm sure they could have kept the same rating, right? Yeah, just like, just like a hot 22 millisecond uh, yeah. dick falling out. Just like a bloop. <laughs> just like oh, oh we're and it's gone. that's it <laughs> so they give the sarcophagus that they uncovered to the army and they fly it out of there but in the tomb not adrian pimento got like bit by this ancient spider thing and becomes like a like undead or something <laughs> like oh, turns into a, a zombie movie yeah take a drink um so they gotta shoot him they gotta kill him because he's like full ass zombie for some reason um, other shit goes wrong. Uh, some birds, they're, they're in a plane right now flying the sarcophagus somewhere. Um, and these like crazy birds, crows, like suicide bomb the plane and crash into it. They kill the pilot. The plane goes down. Um, it was like fully something out of an asylum movie. Like the 500 birds come right into the cockpit of the plane, just like. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Cruise saw the movie Birds and he was like, that. I want. That <laughs> Tom Cruise just like picking and choosing out of all the classic movies like yeah a, a little bit of this a little bit of that maybe we'll add in some uh, uh, Jekyll and Hyde later like who knows can go anywhere <laughs> so the blonde girl is fine she like parachutes out of there but Tom Cruise crashes with the plane uh and I mean I think they're supposed to, we're supposed to assume that he's dead, but also he's Tom Cruise, so that's obviously not going to happen, because he wakes up totally fine, um, but also completely naked in the morgue. Yeah, take a drink. Also, <laughs> can I just say, so like they're they're uh, in the plane as it's like spinning around and it's going to crash, and he manages to put a parachute on the blonde lady, and then he's just like, peace, see you later, but I'm like, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> Uh, couldn't you not uh, hold on to her or something? Yeah, that's exactly what I was... Like, he was holding on to her until he, like, let her go out of the plane. Like, parachutes have the strength to hold more than one person. Mm-hmm. And Tom Cruise is not a big guy, you know? Him and, and the, the skinny and blonde, the blonde girl lady kind of made it. Yeah. Um, but he's not that smart. <laughs> so he doesn't do that. <laughs> he decides, uh, life is not my thing anymore. So he crashes, but too bad for him because he's also alive now um, and unnecessarily naked. Um, 
but also strategically covered because that's very important. <laughs> yeah, he did not pay tribute in the right way to the original Mummy series. Yeah, no. Uh, he was like, hey, we gotta, uh, if we're gonna have a mummy movie, we gotta have mummies. We gotta have uh, ancient burial sites. We gotta have uh, tombs and stuff. That's not what we're looking for, Tom Cruise. Not in our <laughs> mummy movie. We want scarabs crawling up their legs. We want a uh, dick flopping out for half a second. We. <laughs> you gotta search up the clip, man. It's so funny. How did they not notice? How did he, first of all, how did the actor not notice? How did the crew not notice? And the CGI people that were editing everything. Like, no, but everyone was like, yep, yeah, we're keeping it in, I guess. They're like, that would be pretty funny. And then they kept it in. <laughs> Man, I wonder how that guy's doing now. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope he's doing okay. With that just like out in the world? <laughs> <laughs> So Tom Cruise obviously doesn't know what the hell is going on. He thought he died. We thought he died, but also he obviously didn't. Uh, he's alive now. Um, he, he keeps seeing visions of, uh, I don't know what his name is, not Adrian Pimento, like dead zombie him, telling him to do exactly what the murder princess mummy wants him to do and that Tom Cruise is now her chosen one and this whole thing. Um, also... Murder Princess Mummy, uh, she escapes from the sarcophagus that was in the plane crash, um, and she pulls, like, some emo tep shit and, like, uh, sucks the life out of some guys to regain her, her pretty useful body. And turns them into zombies. They're two guys, so take two sips. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of... Like, uh, like I didn't expect her there to be so many zombies in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought this was a mummy movie. I didn't think I was watching uh, Shaun of the Dead or Tom of the Dead, if you will. Tom of the Dead. <laughs> you know what? Like, thinking about it, are, are mummies just zombies with toilet paper on them? Yeah, but they forgot the most important part, which was the toilet paper. Uh, uh, yes, the most important accessory. You are correct. <laughs> <laughs> that completely uh, separates uh, zombies from mummies is the toilet paper. And the only person wearing it was that mummy girl, not any of the people she turned, not the guy who is not Adrian Pimento. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So everyone else, everyone else is a zombie, not mummies. They don't have the right accessories. Yeah, that's why the movie is called The Mummy, not The Mummies, because there's only one true mummy in this movie. <laughs> yeah, so Tom Cruise and Blonde Girl go to check out the crash site of the plane, uh, where the murder princess, the, the mummy, uh, finds them and tries to kill Tom Cruise as a sacrifice. But it doesn't work because the dagger that she's trying to stab him with is missing, like, this big important gem that goes on top, which we saw at the very beginning of the movie is buried with, uh, Russell the... Crowe? Right <laughs> well, he, he's not dead, so he's not buried. Uh, but the, the excavation team uncovered this old knight who had the, the gem. Yeah, which is led by Russell Crowe. Yes. Slash Gerard <laughs> Butler. Well. <laughs> it's the two of them fused together. Oh my god, I have such a... Okay, well, I'll, br I'll bring it up later when this Oh, happens, I think but... I know what you're going to say. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> idea. I love that. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so Mummy finds them. She tries to sacrifice Tom Cruise, but it doesn't work because the dagger is missing and the gem that goes on top. Um, so they escape 
Tom Cruise and Blonde Girl, they escape with the special sacrifice knife. Um, again, like it turns into a bit of a zombie flick for a couple minutes there. But they finally get saved by this, the same excavation crew, excavation, <laughs> excavation crew um, that Russell Crowe, I keep forgetting his name, uh, is leading from, the, from that first scene. And they capture the mummy girl and take both the mummy girl and Tom Cruise and blonde girl all to their secret head base. And this is where we learn that Russell Crowe is actually uh, Dr. Jekyll all along. (laughs) And he's leading like this monster hunting business. And also it turns out Blondie was working for him all along. Uh, A lot to dump on us here. Yeah, so we thought that, ooh, this is like a fun mummy romp, uh, except not that fun, until this midpoint where everything turns into a completely new movie, and they introduce uh, Jekyll and Hyde for absolutely no reason. (laughs) And uh, they only introduce him for like five minutes, and then they're like, I don't want to play with you anymore. (laughs) They put him off to the sidelines. Um, now, he's only he, really there for Easter egg effect, I think. Yeah, but here's the thing, right? In Tom Cruise movies, Tom Cruise plays the same character in every single movie. Doesn't matter which movie. Uh, <laughs> so he is, just by nature, the least interesting person in any given movie that he's in. This is fact. (laughs) (laughs) No offense to Tom Cruise. He built up a name for himself doing this exact same thing, and congratulations uh, to him. But it is very true that he's barely interesting in any movie. And I mean that in in all the action movies he's in. He's done some stuff in the 80s. It was great. I loved it. Uh, Moving on. So why (laughs) did they not just do a movie about Russell Crowe? Because he's, like, the most interesting person in this movie. Even the blonde girl was, like pretty half-baked yeah she was boring (laughs) um (laughs) i agree i think they could have done so much more with russell crowe it would have been so much more interesting to have like a a dr jekyll versus the mummy i don't know that sounds like an asylum movie but (laughs) also (laughs) i don't know because the thing like the thing that they do with dr jeffy here is they don't do a ton with him you know like they kind of introduce him and he's like i'm dr jekyll and you're like what and then he kind of turns full hide and tries to he turns into mr hide and tries to kill tom cruise but literally the only thing that changes about him is he just has like more veins and an australian (laughs) accent (laughs) that's the only thing that changes (laughs) yeah (laughs) Well, okay, <laughs> I thought, I, I have no idea what, but I thought when he was Dr. Jekyll, he was like, ooh, kind of an apogee kind of uh, accent. And then when he turns into Hyde, he's like, oi, mate, I'm full cockney now. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I thought they could have done more with Mr. Hyde and Dr. Jekyll instead of just like, a, oh. Can you imagine, like, you have an alter ego, right? You're Amy right now. You're alto eagle. You're alto alto eagle is um, Ima, you know? Just spell it backwards. Pull, like, a full Isma. Oh, my God, it could. Okay, we're not going to go there. (laughs) But if (laughs) if you just put on an accent of your choice, that makes you evil, right? 
Yeah, so like I'm I'm this now, and then I turn evil. <laughs> oh, oh, I oh, and I, I, and I go full Snape. <laughs> oh, I didn't know Joe Moses was on our podcast. <laughs> Can you imagine if <laughs> if Bruce Banner was like this? <laughs> this upstanding citizen with seven doctorates, and then he turned into the Hulk, and the Hulk is like chasing the. Uh, <laughs> The bad guys around. He's like, "Oi, come on now!" Oh, <laughs> uh, I would love that though. <laughs> Wait, governor, that's not even fair. I've got to be chasing you. <laughs> all right, what's all this then? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Can you imagine if every time Beast Boy turned into a different animal, he had a different accent to go along with it? Oh, wait, girl, you cracked the cone. That's so good. There's so many <laughs> options. He turns into, like, like a, an alligator. That's Oh, my God. It's all based on the country that he's from. He turns into an alligator from uh, Australia. And he's like, <laughs> Cleo. <laughs> Emma. <laughs> Emma, no, you can't even do that. <laughs> he turns into, like, a a beaver from Canada, and he suddenly, like, oh, that's not going to fly here, eh? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Man, the possibilities. Why did they not make that movie <laughs> instead of this stupid Tom Cruise movie that has nothing to do with the mummy? <laughs> Girl, I-, I would watch the hell out of that. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Just all the all the possibilities of accents that you could put on. Oh, my God. And, you know, just to go back to Jekyll and Hyde for a second, to, oh, to just to? <laughs> fully explain how um, interesting this guy is. So he's a doctor. He's a lawyer. And every hour around, he has to stab himself with six needles to avoid turning into someone evil. <laughs> Wow, that's like a, a pretty packed day, man. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine what it's like when he goes to bed and he forgets to like put jam those six needles into his thigh? <laughs> He's like, shit, I'm gonna wake up evil. I gotta put my contacts <laughs> in. I gotta go uh, get out of bed now. And I gotta go get those needles. Now, I- I'll just risk it. Oh my, On- you know how sometimes you fall asleep? And it's like it's like two a.m. by the time you're you're going to sleep, and you're like, oh my god, do I have to get up and and brush my teeth? I'll just you know do it twice as hard in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I feel like if I was Doctor Jekyll, I would just take the L some nights and be like, guess tomorrow's an evil day. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta embrace that side of you, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess tomorrow I'm Australian. You know, that's just how life be sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and so Dr. Jekyll, as we said, turns uh, into Hyde, tries to kill Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is not having it. Uh, he escapes <laughs> with the help of Blondie. Um, and they run off because they find out that Dr. Jekyll has the gem that Mummy Princess, on it, she had some, I don't know what her name is, Mummy Princess needs for her murder dagger. <laughs> um, can, can I just mention, uh, before we, we get too far, in the fight scene between Hyde and Tom Cruise, uh, or right before that, 
uh, Jekyll is just literally talking to the blonde girl and he's telling her in front of Tom Cruise how they're planning on killing Tom Cruise, which kind of gives the uh, idea to Tom Cruise that they're going to kill him, which they are planning on doing, um, which allows him to stop them from killing him, which they were planning in front of him. Yeah, um, Jekyll and Blondie are like, hmm, I think we should uh, we should kill Tom Cruise because he's a, he's a liability and everything. And Tom Cruise is like, hmm, I think I'm starting to get an inkling, just a hint, <laughs> that something bad's going on. Like, <laughs> they said it right in front of him. <laughs> yeah, just like a general feeling of doom and despair. <laughs> yeah, nothing specific really going on. Just like, I don't know, I'm getting like a, a sixth sense. Yeah, do you ever get that feeling where you think someone's going to kill you? Because they, they might be talking about it like right in front of you, but also you're not sure. Um, <laughs> they were being pretty vague. They were like, I think we should kill him. And I'm like, mm, what does that mean, though? Like emotionally, <laughs> like uh, physically? Mm, yeah, yeah, good point you bring up. <laughs> <laughs> so Tom Cruise doesn't want to die as a son, which I didn't even get their plan, right? Okay, maybe you can help me through this because this was kind of confusing. Mommy Princess, her plan is to sacrifice Tom Cruise so that his body can be a vessel for her to bring Set, the god of death, uh, into the real world and live forever and stuff. And Gerard's, <laughs> I mean, Russell Crowe's plan uh, is to do the exact same thing? Uh, um, y- y- yes, but uh, so that Set would go into Tom Cruise's body, I think? But that's the same plan. Yeah, I... What is um, different? I really don't know. Oh, also, I feel like you were going to say before that um, Russell Crowe and Gerard Butler should should have played Jekyll and Hyde. Oh, my... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that would have been um, so good. <laughs> we have Russell Crowe as uh, Dr. Jekyll. He turns into Mr. Hyde, and suddenly it's Gerard Butler... Are you kidding me? That's so good. And also they have, naturally, they have uh, two different accents already, so they don't have to do whatever R- Russell Crowe is doing. Oh, uh, yeah. Is is Russell Crowe actually Australian? I, I think so. And uh, um, let me, I don't want to give the people uh, the wrong facts here. So uh, Gerard Butler is Scottish. Okay. And uh, Russell Crowe. I typed I typed in Gerard Butler and then I typed in R and it immediately said Russell Crowe because Google <laughs> knows that they're the same person. Uh, Russell Crowe is from New Zealand. Okay, well, close enough. <laughs> so, like, I think that would be good. They're basically two halves of the same person, anyway. Yeah, you know what? I think that would be such a cute idea. We could do that with every character. We could have uh, replace the blonde girl because she was kind of boring with like. Isla Fisher, and then she, just halfway through the movie, just no explanation for it, uh, we switch her to Amy Adams, um, <laughs> and we don't explain it at all. <laughs> and, what, and what about Tom Cruise? Who, who are we switching? I think we should just get rid of Tom Cruise entirely. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, we could replace him with Daniel Radcliffe and uh, Frodo Baggins. Oh! You know how everyone confuses them for each other? Yeah. That could that be would good. Be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, a slightly younger action hero than, than Tom Cruise. It was so weird because when Tom Cruise was fighting uh, 
Mr. Hyde, Hyde says something like, hey, listen here, I know you're, except in his weird accent, he's like, hey, listen here, I know you're a younger man, something, something, something. And I looked it up, Tom Cruise is literally two years older than him. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Tom Cruise has this fantasy of being um, the action hero he was 20 years ago, and I don't think he knows that time keeps progressing. Yeah, him and Keanu Reeves, uh, both. Except but, but Keanu Reeves, Reeves like, is right. Keanu Reeves doesn't age. Yeah, <laughs> he just Cruise doesn't, doesn't age. <laughs> Tom Cruise doesn't think he ages, but Keanu Reeves actually doesn't. Yeah, and Keanu's not trying to, like, monetize his anti-aging, you know? Yeah, he's just being. You know, he's <laughs> just being himself, and we love him for it. That's why he's not aging so rapidly, because he doesn't put his body through the stress that Tom Cruise... Like, Tom Cruise is like, oh, there's a two-second scene where I have to be underwater for six minutes? Yeah, I'll learn how to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tom Cruise is like, oh, uh, there's a parachute jump where I won't... My face won't even be seen on screen? Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Like, hey, hey, <laughs> his, uh, his co uh, co-actor... Is the has a scene where he needs to uh, get stabbed in the chest, and Tom Cruise is like, "Hey, can I can I take that hit for you, boy? <laughs> hey, can they're I like, do that for real?" They're like, "Tom Cruise, uh, your your uh, your character's bone gets broken in the scene." He's like, "Oh, sick! Snap!" <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we didn't need that. That that scene is two weeks from now. Oh, okay, I'll just do it again. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> okay. I got uh, two hundred and five more bones. Uh, don't even worry about it. <laughs> They're like Tom Cruise. Your your character uh, lives in the in the space station. He's like, oh, sick. Yeah, I can go up there. Well, when do you need next Tuesday? Is that good? Oh yeah, no, no I'll just uh, I'll just train as an ax- astronaut. I'm I'm good. I'm free. Yeah. To- <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, Russell Crowe, his whole monster hunting people. They have the gem, the magic gem that the murder dagger needs to work. Uh, and again, he's planning on killing Tom Cruise with the dagger for, like, the greater good, but also it's the exact same plan that the mummy girl has, so I don't know what his plan is, to be honest. Yeah, Either way, <laughs> nobody knows. Uh, either way, Tom Cruise and blonde girl run off to go find the stone first so that they can destroy it. Uh, but the mummy princess has also escaped from her... Uh, chains <laughs> and uh she actually gets to the stone first and she kills blondie tom cruise super sad about it um so he steals the dagger and I, like i don't understand any of the plans in this movie <laughs> rather than give it to murder princess um so that she can stab him he's like big brain time i'm gonna stab myself with it because that makes a difference mm, question mark um, so he stabs himself and also dies, but then comes back to life, uh, possessed by the god of death anyway. But then also, <laughs> this whole scene, I was so confused. <laughs> also, like, the power of the good inside him or something uh, overcomes his possession and he becomes himself again and kills the mummy princess. And now that he has these super rad uh, special mummy powers... He brings blonde girl back to life and he like at the end of the movie because this is basically the end of the movie he like sulks away to be a broody mummy alone now and that's the end and oh, I... 
Well, uh, he he um, brings his friend who's not... Oh, yeah, who's not... not- yeah, he brings him back to life, so he's not alone. But he is a broody mummy. Also, just to go back to the to the last plan, right? I also did not understand any of it, but especially the part where the mummy princess lady said, "Hey, Tom Cruise, give me that stone. I need to put on the dagger or whatever. Uh, give me that dagger so I can do my plan, whatever the plan is." Um, she straight up tells Tom Cruise, like whoever is in control of this dagger can control life and death so like duh of course he's gonna kill you mummy girl like why would you say that yeah i mean a lot of the plans in this movie i don't mm, how do you say understand <laughs> mm-hmm. i don't understand mummy princess's plan she could have just killed the baby i don't understand gerard butler's plan i <laughs> you know what i mean uh, russell yeah <laughs> plan Um, Because it was literally the same as the mummy girl's plan. I don't understand Tom Cruise's plan at the end. Because it's also the same as what both Russell Crowe and the mummy girl intended for him. Like, I just don't... I don't understand. (laughs) And then then the thing that you said about his overpowering goodness of his heart or whatever. uh, um, Whatever that bullshit was. But, like, throughout the whole movie... We literally never see him being a good person. You know what I mean? Like, at the beginning, he's stealing artifacts from other countries and bringing in the military. Which, by the way, um, like, Indiana Jones adventure type movies are significantly less fun when you bring in the military. (laughs) And also significantly less fun when only about five minutes of the movie actually takes place in an ancient tomb and the rest takes place in, like, New York. (laughs) Yeah, and then that's significantly less fun when there's absolutely no humor in it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I think, uh, like, okay, I saw the trailer for this movie when it came out, and the reason I didn't go see it in theaters was, A, because it didn't look that good, but also because, it, at least to me, like, the advertising made it seem like a horror movie rather than kind of more of an action-adventure. And I was like, I'm not a horror girl, so I didn't want to see this, but it wasn't, it was not a horror movie. It was uh, more of an action adventure movie. So I don't know why they marketed it that way. Cause I think, well, I mean, we'll get into a little, uh, a little later, but they wanted this whole universe that they built up the, the dark universe to be like a horror thing, like an MCU for horror movies. Um, but this one was not a horror movie. No, and we thought, that's why we kind of brought it on for uh, our Halloween episode, because we thought it would be a lot more uh, dark, if you will, but it was really only dark in the way that Daredevil is dark, in that I can't see shit in this movie. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, there's like a lot of, you know, crawling around in sewers and in tombs and very uh, not-so-well-lit places. Yeah, you gotta watch this movie with night vision goggles because I I couldn't see, like, (laughs) what was happening, what they were doing. Like, Tom Cruise, your stunts may be impressive, but they ain't impressive when you can't see them, you know? Mm, That's true. (laughs) Also, like, this movie had the same plot as the original Mummy, but didn't do... You know, okay, the original Mummy, right? We got this action-adventure boy that goes to... Well, it was Iraq here. But they find, like, an ancient Egyptian tomb, accidentally uncover an ancient sarcophagus that sets off a whole curse 
the mummy wants to bring someone back from the dead by sacrificing them. But I think with this movie, and here's the crazy thing, though. I didn't hate this movie. Like, I didn't love it, and I didn't, I definitely didn't like it as much as any of the original mummies. But I didn't hate it, I think, as much as the critics hated it. Did Do you like it, I'm using that term loosely, do you like <laughs> it as a reboot of the Mummy series or as its own kind of independent movie? Uh, not oh, as really... its own thing. Uh, not, I mean, I kind of went into this <laughs> knowing that it wasn't going to be quite like the originals. Not. I don't know if anything can hold a candle to the originals. The originals just had so much fun and quips and humor and, and an actual compelling romance. <laughs> um, the, this one, I think, as its own movie, and if you look at it not as a reboot or sequel or anything from the original, it's not a bad movie. But in comparison to the original, uh, yeah, not as great. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe that's where I went wrong going into this movie because I thought it would be mm, at least you know a little bit similar and it it kind of is similar in in all the ways that you mentioned but it lacks uh, everything that made the original mummies good because the original mummies weren't good for the plot because any action adventure movie has that same plot Um, they were good for their characters for the humor like you said they had you know, more importantly than anything, they had a lot of heart. Uh, and this movie, yeah. pretty heartless. Yeah, yeah, I agree. A lot, like, like you said, Tom Cruise comes across as the same kind of, like, conceited asshole that he tends to play in movies. Um, And they tried to add, like, a little bit of a romance, but also he didn't really seem to care about her at all. Yeah, they um, had no chemistry in this movie. Him and the blonde girl, or him and the mummy girl. Yeah, no. <laughs> Yeah, he had two love interests in this movie, and neither of them worked. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Cruise's real love interest in every movie he's in is always going to be Tom Cruise. Oh, you know what? You're so right. <laughs> <laughs> Tom you Cruise know. loves making himself look good in movies. That's why in all Tom Cruise movies, his characters very, very rarely make mistakes let's say so he'll you know steal stuff he'll do all kinds of stuff but he will never fuck up uh because he wants his characters to look really really good you know what i'm saying yeah i agree you know i mean in uh in the original mummy and in kind of similar movies like indiana jones we get moments of dickishness from our main characters but they always have kind of like you know, a bad boy with a heart of gold sort of thing. Whereas Tom Cruise doesn't have a heart of gold in this movie. Um, Also, like we were saying before, you know how we were like, oh, maybe we could have everyone uh, played by two actors uh, if they were to do this again. Mm -hmm. Tom Cruise, I feel like we could have Tom Cruise and also Tom Cruise. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Like a Gemini Tom Cruise. Yeah, 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 yeah. If we had this mixed with, like, uh, the Gemini man mixed with like living with yourself we could just oh my god what if (laughs) oh this is too far every character is tom cruise oh my god tom cruise would love that are you kidding me (laughs) tom cruise would sign on so fast he's like me i love me (laughs) (laughs) tom cruise would have more chemistry kissing a mirror than kissing any of the girls in this movie (laughs) that's so true 
The, (laughs) The only person I would gladly watch playing every character in a movie is Jack Black. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Jack Black has the range that Tom Cruise wishes he has, but the difference between them is Tom, is um Jack Black isn't afraid to embarrass himself on screen. He's not afraid to be stupid on screen. He's not afraid to let loose on screen. Tom Cruise to me I'm, as you can probably tell, I'm not the hugest Tom Cruise fan. I'll watch his movies, but he always comes across as very uptight and very invested in the money side of things in his movie and very willing to only look good in stunts and whatever. But I don't like that. If you're an actor, you should be able to, that's what acting is. It's it's playing. That's it. It's pretending. And I feel like he is so... He needs a lesson from Jack Black, you know? Jack Black is the absolute... Ma- I feel like everyone could use a lesson from, from Jack Black. And I, I love Tom Cruise movies. I mean, I'm a huge fan of the, the action-adventure genre. And to me, like, I don't watch, you know, a lot of Tom Cruise movies for, for the heart of the movie. I watch <laughs> them for the action, which is the same for this one. Um, but I definitely... I think just... <laughs> if we had, like, a little bit more like Poe to this character, you know? Oh yeah. Uh, I forget all the Jack Black character names now, but you know what I mean. Schneebly from School of Rock. Um, oh my god. What's his face from Jumanji? Oh yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Like here's the thing. I feel like I'm coming off very strong, a strong dislike for Tom Cruise. I don't hate Tom Cruise. I will watch any Tom Cruise movie once. But Tom Cruise movies are not the kind of movies that you go back to like, this is like, this is my favorite, funniest, goofiest movie. No, you know, I can watch uh, School of Rock six times in a day. But if you make me watch, (laughs) watching the Tom Cruise movie, if you have like a marathon of Tom Cruise movies, right, you will not know where one begins and one ends because they're all kind of, kind of the same. (laughs) there i mean i love the mission impossible franchise i've seen each movie like an uncountable amount of times but i recently because i I hadn't seen fallout the most recent one for for a while so i i wanted to watch that just like a week ago um but i could not remember anything from like the the next recent movie so i just decided to do a, a marathon of all the mission impossible movies and you're, I mean, I love the Mission Impossible movies, but you're kind of right that they kind of blend into each other. And I forget what happens in one versus the other because they're very similar. Yeah, I was watching on Netflix. I think it was a Justin Timberlake concert uh, thing that they recorded. And I love Justin Timberlake. Okay, sync. Mm, bye bye bye. Mm, the best. Um, but when you watch like a full concert of an artist's um, like an album of their songs all in a row, you you start to see like, okay, so Justin Timberlake uses drugs as a metaphor for love in literally every song on this album. That's cool um, if you're listening on the radio and you're like, oh, that's pretty sick. But when you're listening to like 13 of those songs in a row where he's like, yeah, your love is my drug, whatever, um, that kind of gets old a little fast. And the same goes for Tom Cruise. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, I def, I, again, I didn't hate this movie. I think as a standalone, as just a, a Tom Cruise action movie, it wasn't bad. Um, but I definitely think it could have used more hearts, more, uh, more character development, all the things that typically, you know, you would expect. <laughs> yes, especially from a, from a mummy movie. True. And you know, like the thing about the, this mummy movie, it, was, it wasn't meant to be a standalone, right? It was supposed to be part of this whole big dark universe thing that, that um, I forget who made this movie, what studio, but they wanted to have this whole big MCU for monster movies. Um, and this was, I think, supposed to be the one that, to kick it off, but it bombed so badly that they're not <laughs> doing it anymore. And yeah. So uh, the studio is universal, and they have the rights to all of these old monsters that they used in in movies from, like, the 50s and 60s, and they wanted to uh, make a dark universe, like you said, kind of like the MCU. Um, And the monsters that they they had the rights to are Dracula, the mummy, Frankenstein, the Invisible Man, Wolfman, Creature from the Black Lagoon, uh, Van Helsing, a bunch of others. And apparently it was supposed to kick off with Dracula Untold from 2014. What? Okay, never saw that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then that was also a critical failure. So they're like, nah, <laughs> okay. you know what? <laughs> Do over. Let's start it with The Mummy. Which did not go as well for them as they hoped because it was nominated for eight Razzie Awards, which is like the opposite of the Oscars. Tom Cruise won the Razzie for Worst Oscar. Uh, No, Worst Worst Actor. Oh my Um, God. And they made $410 million worldwide, but that was still um, a box office bomb. Damn. You know what, though? I really like that idea. I think I would have loved to see all these monsters like, you know, kind of have their own introduction movies and eventually kind of, like, work their way into other movies. I think that's such a cool idea. And this movie, just, like, even though they didn't do anything with Dr. Jekyll, I, I, that, it got me excited to see more from it. And I'm kind of disappointed that, you know, it's not happening. Um, Even though, you know, it makes sense that it's not happening. Although I think that they're kind of doing like a soft reboot with Blumhouse instead of Universal now. Um, Jekyll, a Jekyll and Hyde movie? Oh, no, no, no. It was, uh, they're kicking off the, the soft reboot with The Invisible Man. They're going, oh. uh, which was excellent. If you want to see a good movie, a good horror movie, um, see The Invisible Man. Oh, it, you saw it? it? Yeah, I was very, very scared too when I put it off for so long because I'm not a horror movie person. Um, but it was it was really good and it was really tense and it had some fantastic twists. Um, and I was so scared, <laughs> but it was good. Because, um, you know, the, the Invisible Man is like kind of a true horror thriller, whereas this one was kind of like they marketed it like, yeah, it's going to be a horror movie. And then it came out and it's like, okay, no, this is a Tom Cruise action movie. (laughs) But um, I have kind of a quote from Collider.com about about the soft reboot. Universal has gone with a new, smaller approach where each director is handed a character or monster in the dark universe, just focuses on making a good film 
and not required to connect it up to a larger universe. It doesn't mean that these characters might not end up joining forces in some way down the road. It just means that that isn't the focus now. And I think that's what they're planning on doing, starting with the the movie that, I don't know when it came out, like this year sometime, uh, The Invisible Man, which I think is kind of a good idea. <laughs> that sounds so much better than what they did here, which was make a boring movie and tease a very interesting character for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like, I don't want to get too deep into this, but Hollywood now, you know, a lot of the time, the movies that they make are focused on how much money can we make from this rather than I have a really good story that I want to tell. So I like that they're taking that approach instead of we're just going to mash all the monsters together and see how much money we can make from it. Yeah. And a monster mash, if you will. Oh (laughs) my God, we're doing the monster mash. Um, I was thinking about this and it, you know, for what they did with this movie was a very, I don't know why they they chose to go this route if they wanted to do like a whole cinematic universe when literally they have uh, uh, a team like Avengers style with all of these characters. Have you heard of the the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Oh, I have. I don't know much about them, but I've heard the name. Okay, so basically it's a team with, you know, the vampire girl from Dracula, Invisible Man, Jekyll and Hyde, um, Dorian Gray, people like that. And they're kind of like the Avengers, but like literary. <laughs> so like, oh, I intellectuals. Know, <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know why they were so focused on like making, building up this whole universe when they literally, they had everything right there to just start off with a, with the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen movie, like they have the rights to all of these characters. Why not just make the movie you want to make instead of making really shitty movies leading up to the movie you want to make, you know? Oh, yeah. No, that sounds like a great idea. And their uh, comic books, they could just literally take the, the plot from the comics. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to, if you're uh, so hard for you to come up with a, a good story, uh, there's literally you know a plethora of those already already made that's a that's a really good idea because then you don't have to spend money making all these origin story movies you just kind of have them at the beginning yeah I would have liked to have seen that (laughs) me too because it's very obvious that they don't really care about the origins of these characters it's kind of like the DC universe where they're just you know (laughs) yeah making all these movies just so they can get to the good stuff which is like the Avengers style team up but in order to be able to get to the good stuff and have the audience and the money for the good stuff, you have to actually put your heart into the the leading up to that, uh, which they don't. Uh, so why not just make what you want to make instead of making everyone sit through a bunch of movies that we know you don't care about, you know? Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And that would have been actually a really good direction to go with it. I kind of wish they had. <laughs> you know, there's still time for them. They can still, still uh, take our ideas and fly with them. Y'all still have the rights. <laughs> yeah. On, I know, like, this is supposed to be our toasting season, right? The, last year we did a lot of roasting. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. Um, this year we've been trying to say... Uh, a little bit more good things about the movie. So I'm gonna, I will say, 
that if you look at this movie as a standalone, not related to the mummy or anything that was any any future possibilities that could have happened with this dark universe, it's not a bad movie as a standalone action adventure Tom Cruise movie, if that's what you go into it uh, looking. Also, I really like the acting of the mummy girl. She was like, I think just that one, there's this one scene that always pops into my head when I think of her. It's when she is escaping from the chains that are holding her in the Russell Crowe's like dungeon that he built for her Um, (laughs) and she's like she frees herself from these chains and she just kind of like snakes up them like a spider and it's really creepy the way that she moves I thought that was was really cool so I liked her acting and the way that she moved was really really kind of creepy Oh my god, that was some like Cirque du Soleil shit. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> was really good. I'll toast to her. She was the best actor here. The rest of them were kind of not giving me everything, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think not Adrian Pimento was supposed to be like the the comic relief. Maybe that's why I thought he was Adrian Pimento. Because he was kind of <laughs> the character. Um, but I don't know. He didn't like movies like this tend to try to sprinkle in a little bit of comic relief but like they don't go far enough with it and it's just kind of like a little not enough to laugh I don't know his character didn't really do it for me yeah and there was this whole bit that they were trying to get going it was like um at the beginning where so we find out that Tom Cruise and the blonde lady a few nights ago before the movie, the events of the movie happened, they slept together, whatever. And she's like, yeah, Tom Cruise lasted like 15 seconds. And he gets so, he's like, I did not last 15 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, if you're going to react like that, either you lasted 14 or 16. So, <laughs> yeah. like, come on. Um, <laughs> that, they'd really try to push that, that, oh, Tom Cruise is so bad in bed. That wasn't really funny either. <laughs> Yeah, no. Here, here's the thing, too, with the not Adrian Pimento character. They, at the very beginning, I thought they were going somewhere interesting with it. Because he dies, like, five minutes into the movie, right? And then throughout the movie, we kind of had sprinkled, peppered in scenes of Tom Cruise having visions of him. And it starts off kind of like, oh, is he really there? Or is he a bit... But, like... No, two seconds into this vision, you're like, oh, no, it's a vision. He's not actually there. (laughs) Whereas, and I'm not going to spoil anything for The Invisible Man, because it was actually a great movie, and I suggest if you're into horror uh, or if you're into this Dark Universe thing um, to watch it. But that movie has a lot of kind of, is it real, is it not kind of stuff going on, which that movie pulled it off very well. And I think it could have been implemented into this one, too, interestingly, but they didn't go with it. Yeah, it would have been cool if um, you find out that all the visions of uh, Jake Johnson were actually, like, the mummy girl controlling him through his dead friend or, like, making her making uh, him imagine that the friend was like, yeah, you should do what the mummy girl says to make it easier <laughs> yeah, for him to do what the mummy girl says. But then it turns out it was just, you know, it was just, yeah, he's not actually there. There was no question about it. Yeah, no, that would have been some really cool, like, psychological stuff. Like, she's, like, uh, puts on a vision of the friend to be like, yeah, you should totally help that mummy girl. And he's like, oh, you're my friend. I'm going to trust you. But it was her all along. That's a good idea. Yeah, but instead it was just, like, in his head. 
it was him trying to make himself feel better about the fact that he was trusting the mummy girl, which is a bad thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But first, before we get into reviews and everything, I just want to mention, I was, you know, I went into this whole wormhole where I was doing research on this movie, and apparently, according to the trusted source, Wikipedia, um, it was reported that Tom Cruise had, like, excessive control over the the film and the the writing the production the post-production um the editing he was like telling the director how to do his job how to direct on set he was like enlarging his own role while downplaying um the mummy girls uh universal yeah universal contractually guaranteed cruise cruise control (laughs) 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 cruise (laughs) control of most aspects of the project from script approval to post-production decisions which is why it's so much of a Tom Cruise movie but it also makes me wonder like what would the movie have been if they'd hired someone else to play the lead oh I mean that's there's always like a how it how it should have been there's that whole thing about like the Snyder cut of the Justice League movie oh I mean in another dimension, <laughs> things could have been different. Let me tell you how different they could have been. Because uh, I found this article from The Hollywood Reporter. It said that instead of a fourth film in the original Mummy franchise, which Brendan Fraser already said that he would do a fourth one if it had the same element of fun, which, you know, this one did not. Um, <laughs> but... The fourth one potentially could have seen the O'Connells face off against Aztec mummies in South America with Antonio Banderas playing the <gasps> villain. But instead oh they God. did this. Oh, why did they do this? I don't know. <laughs> Over that? What? Um, oh, squeeze me. It's unclear. This is from uh, an article from Cinema, Cinema Blend, but it's unclear if Antonio Banderas's character would have played an undead ancient like the three original movies, uh, but he probably would have been the villain in the fourth one. Uh, it would have been called The Mummy 4, Rise of the Aztec. Okay, here's the thing. I love that. Me too. I love that so much. Imagine. Oh, that what? When was that supposed to? Was that supposed to come out in like 2017? Like made instead of this movie? Yeah, they decided to reboot instead, so it would have probably come out around the same time. Oh, oh. I mean, I really hope it, it wouldn't have been like a Indiana Jones four disaster where they try to make the the sun take the realms, take the take the reins. I think is the phrase. <laughs> I think the realms. I will take these reps. <laughs> um, but I think that could have been such a fun idea. Oh my god. I know. But, you know, they they love the money. Yeah. Like I said, kind of the problem with uh, with Hollywood these days is that sounds like such a fun, cool story that fans of the originals would have loved. But instead, they're like, Mm-mm-mm, don't see enough moolah in that. We got to make a whole MCU that ended up failing. So, Like, no uh, one's asking for another MCU because the MCU already exists. I mean, everyone's trying to make their own, M- just like everyone's trying to make their own Netflix. Everyone's trying to make their own MCU. The, the DCEU tried to do it. And I love DC stories. I think their comics have some 
fantastic characters with fantastic stories but the people that were in charge of making the movies again just like this one i think cared too much about making money and making an M- and the new mcu instead of making the best story they could which really sucks yeah I'm just going to read like a, a short quote from this Hollywood Reporter article, The Future of Universal's Monsters. Um, Audiences could see right through the mummy, this this mummy, not the old <laughs> mummies, <laughs> a film that woefully misused crews and felt more like a commercial than a passion project. There's a difference between reinterpreting classic characters and entirely dismissing what made them appealing in the first place. In trying to compete with Marvel Studios, Universal lost sight of why its monsters mattered. Ooh, that's a good point. And that's why this movie super did not live up to the old movies. Because, first of all, they're trying to compete with this giant uh, Marvel Studios legend (laughs) that they have (laughs) going on right now. And they also are only using the title The Mummy to lure people in and kind of ish the plot, but not really, so they could make money. It's all about money. Yeah, we live in a greedy world, my friend. <laughs> but I do have one kind of good tidbit. Um, this oh. this uh, maybe is a toast, we'll say. Oh, okay. So in the, in the fight between Tom Cruise and Hyde, he hits Hyde with a book that he takes off of Hyde's bookshelf. The book is the Book of Amun-Ra from the OG Mummy, which means in some way, shape, or form, they exist in the same universe. Oh my, wait, okay. (laughs) Bear with me. Amun-Ra, is Mm -hmm. that, forgive me if I I don't know my lore as much as I, I think I do, but is that not also the mummy from the Night at the Museum? (gasps) <gasps> wait a second do they all exist in the same universe hold on <laughs> okay his his name in night of the museum is akman ra is that the oh. same as amun ra <laughs> i don't mean to sound ignorant but i mean oh, is it oh. like a like a like i've seen i've met a couple other people named ashley that spell it with like a an I-E-G-H at the end. Ashleich. <laughs> is, is that like a, another spelling of it? Or is it like a totally different dude? Okay, so um, I'm looking on the Night at the Museum fandom Wikipedia. And Akhmin Ra is a fictional um, no! pharaoh. But that doesn't no! mean he couldn't be based on Amun Ra. I choose to accept that fantasy. Yeah, because uh, the, the book was I think in the second movie was dropped in the sand somewhere it wasn't like burned or anything so it still existed so maybe Jekyll and Hot Jekyll slash Hyde and his crew <laughs> like found it because he does collect artifacts which makes him so cool he collects all these like supernatural artifacts I know and like when we first see him in like the his like office <laughs> or whatever he has like you know a creepy fish things from the swamp thing or whatever um he's got like skulls of vampires with the the teeth and it makes you really excited to see this whole thing in action but you know not not gonna happen like what producers uh were reading over this scene they're like wow this guy's really cool too bad we're making a move about tom cruise playing tom cruise (laughs) you know 
I I agree. This should have been about Jekyll Jekyll and Jekyll slash Hyde, I guess, because it's the same guy. Yeah, I guess. He was the most interesting. You know what? Yeah, toast to him for being the most interesting character. Let's say he saved the movie. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and you know what? Uh, <laughs> um <laughs> speaking of uncovering mummy tombs um have you seen that like video going <laughs> going around instagram of uh oh, i think it was from like cbs like a, a documentary on cbs where they were uh, showing this mummy that they like uncovered a real one? Some- yeah yeah, yeah like, like, a, like a real one um i really hope this is true they recreated because from like the the remains of this guy um they had like a little bit of like bone left over and everything they recreated his like vocal tube sort of uh vis-a-vis <laughs> what alan grant did and i think the third indiana jones or this or no, no no the third jurassic park when he did that for the velociraptor <laughs> and let me let me play you this <laughs> this clip here basically they recreated his like vocal thing so they could see what he sounded like but it, it produces this one sound okay. <laughs> scientists were able to mimic nessie amun's voice by recreating his mouth and vocal cords with a 3d printer it allowed them to produce a single sound eh. <laughs> eh. <laughs> like, thanks for that <laughs> No, so helpful. <laughs> They're like, hey, Pharaoh, what should we do about all these scarabs? And he's like, eh. <laughs> hey, hey, Pharaoh, this uh, your mummy daughter is uh trying to kill your newborn baby. What do you think about that? Eh. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, Pharaoh. They're like literally, She's literally gonna stab him while they're boinking. Don't you want to stop that? Eh. <laughs> I like to think that that's just what all ancient pharaohs sounded like. Just that one guttural noise. Uh, science is so... I love it. I love it. You know, you know how uh, people in like the, I don't know, the, the 20s or whatever were like, oh my god, I, I can't wait for, for the year 2000 when we're going to have flying cars and clones and stuff. And then what well, we actually have in 2020s. Oh my god. Wow. Wow, indeed. I wish (laughs) the mummy girl in this movie could only talk like that. (laughs) Oh, oh, that'd be so good. Because she was mummified for thousands of years, millennia. What if her vocal cords just straight up don't work? You know what? Like, they kind of brush over a lot. Like, she speaks English in this movie, and they're just kind of like, okay, guess that makes sense now, which uh, (laughs) it doesn't. But you're kind of right. I feel like if I, like, don't ride a bike for, like, a year, I forget how, you know? (laughs) If I uh, don't draw for, like, a month, uh, the next time I draw, I'm like, wow, I am uh, not good at this. (laughs) (laughs) Not speaking for, like, a millennia. I feel like yeah, I feel like eh is probably the only voice you'd be able to make. Like, uh, I've been at home. I haven't left my apartment in let's say three weeks. Uh, yesterday I went to the store 
like right right around the block. And when I came <laughs> home, my whole body was sore. <laughs> True. So now imagine like being stuck in a sarcophagus for millennia. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. She probably wouldn't even be able to walk. Yeah, I mean, her back's got to be killing it, right? She's doing those like spider moves <laughs> up the chains. That's far too acrobatic for what I could pull off after millennia. I actually, after like a week. Yeah, or ever. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever been able to do that. And I uh, never will. We're in our prime. This is our prime. And we still can't do any of those things. <laughs> yeah, I've got to praise her like personal trainer that she had in, in her sarcophagus there for like a century. <laughs> also, can we just... Like, why does everyone always talk about Tom Cruise's stunts? Tom Cruise did this. Tom Cruise did that. This, what if this, I don't know if she learned how to do some freak-ass Cirque du Soleil shit and climb up those those, uh, chains really creepily. But if that was her, the actress, holy shit. Kudos to her, you know? Yeah, I know. One of the coolest, it's like a two-second shot, and it was the the one thing that I remember from this movie. Like, yeah, Tom Cruise can hold his breath underwater for six minutes, a fact that I only know because he talks about it so much. Um, (laughs) And he tries to flex it in every movie he's been in since that movie where he learned how to uh, hold his breath for six minutes. But forget about that for a second. This girl, the way she crawled up those chains off the chain oh <laughs> oh yes <laughs> i wish more people would talk about her stunts me too that would be so cool if it was actually her because she she did such a good job just like in the way that she moved it was so creepy so well done i know that see this is what i'm talking about with this uh, jack black essence you can't learn how to crawl creepily around on the floor because in reality what we see is her as a mummy crawling creepily up these chains. But what the crew sees, you know, behind the camera is just this random lady crawling probably awkwardly up a chain. But like to be able to let yourself do that in front of uh, the crew, the director, whatever, it takes a little bit of uh, letting yourself loose, you know? Oh my God. Yeah. If I like, if I cough in the middle of a lecture, I'm like, okay, guess I'll die now. Everyone's <laughs> looking at me. You know what I mean? Yeah. But Jack Blask has no shame. And that's what I love about him. Tom Cruise is so uptight, has all of the shame. That's the difference between them. And I'm using Jack Black as like a category, you know, of of actor like Will Ferrell's in that category, uh, Steve Martin's in that category. I'm just using Jack Black as uh, an example of a bunch of actors in that same who do the same kind of thing, you know? Oh yeah, agreed. Jim Carrey, all our boys. Mm-hmm. Even Brendan Fraser, like he's not afraid to let loose a little bit on set. Oh yeah, I mean we watched what George of the Jungle a couple months ago. He was. Off the chain! He was off the vine in that movie. <laughs> Crawling up the tree like a monkey doing his... <laughs> so good! That's what we're asking for. Yeah. Hey, hey, what if they uncovered a mummy and the sound that they figured out that they made was... That <laughs> <laughs> just sounded so like testing jungle. out their vocal cords. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like... Uh... <laughs> Just super no emotion. 
emotion. Yeah. Last thing before we get into reviews. I saw the other day a tweet, and I'll try to find it and put it on our Twitter later. But I saw a tweet that, I don't know what it said word for word, but basically the essence of it was, um, instead of remaking good classic movies that actually hold up today, people should uh, remake movies or reboot movies that had a good idea, but were executed poorly the first time around, which I totally agree with. Yes, I agree with. Like, instead of... The Mummy still holds up today. So instead of rebooting that, why not reboot The Last Airbender? Oh my god, yes, please. All the... Literally, we have an entire podcast dedicated to movies that didn't quite work. Take your pick, man. Yeah, just go through our letterbox and see what you find. (laughs) That's so true. I I feel like a lot of these, you know, that that whole thing that happened is like uh, six months ago or or something that um, some studio announced that they wanted to reboot The Princess Bride and the Internet shut them down within like an hour. They were like, don't (laughs) you dare touch The Princess Bride. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, of course, now they're not doing The Princess Bride. Um, same thing with Lord of the Rings. When when they announced that they were going to remake Lord of the Rings as a TV show, everyone was like, um, I do not think so. And then they were like, no, 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 it just takes place in the same universe. And people kind of backed off. Um, stop rebooting stuff that doesn't need to be rebooted. Reboot stuff that either is like in black and white and no one's going to see now for a more modernized audience or stuff that didn't work to begin with. Yeah, and that's basically that's what they're trying to do with this dark universe because all the monsters that I mentioned before, um, you know, the mummy, the Dracula, whatever, uh, Van Helsing, they've already, like the mummy... The 1999 Mummy is a reboot of a Mummy movie that they did in, like, the 30s. Which, you know, it's been, at that point, like, uh, 60 years. Of course you can reboot it then. (laughs) But between then and now has been, like, what, 20 years? I don't think it's time yet. Yeah, no. If if someone tried to reboot, I don't know, Jason Bourne. Something that, that literally, our CGI really hasn't changed. The actors are still alive today. What is the, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. The only thing that I could, could maybe see being kind of an interesting thing is, um, you know, a lot of the time video games um, remaster old stuff where the, the CGI of the time of, of release was maybe not so great. <laughs> so they kind of, it, they don't change anything about the game except for the graphics and they just kind of basically remaster it to make it visually look better but it's still the same game. I think doing that with like the Scorpion King and like <laughs> having the exact same movie but just <laughs> a better version of Scorpion the Rock. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. That's literally what I was thinking about. Yeah, and I feel like they would make more money re-releasing a remastered version of the original Mummy than doing a complete reboot and having a Tom Cruise movie. Yeah, you don't have to pay new actors, you don't have to shoot on location or anything. The only thing you're doing is changing the CGI and re-releasing. You could make so much money with that. Yeah, because what they want to do is appeal to the nostalgia factor. But that is exactly what that would be doing if we just remastered it and it like you said it would only cost the amount that the cgi would cost yeah 
I, they did that with the only thing I know that they've they've actually done that with is I think the original Star Wars, like A New Hope, when it first came out, CGI was of the time, and then they redid it with kind of like two thousands CGI, <laughs> um, which again not great from from today's standards, but it was better than when it first came out, and I know there's uh, still a lot of debate on which version people like better, but. I mean, I think that's a good idea. Damn. If only all these Hollywood producers would stop putting their heads underwater for six minutes at a time <laughs> and just think, you know? Yeah, you don't have to hold your breath that long. <laughs> we can tell. It's By the movies you're putting out, we break. can tell how long you've been holding your breath underwater. And it's not good, my yeah. friend. Please go to the doctor. <laughs> like, can you imagine... This movie came out exactly the way Tom Cruise wanted it to come out. Damn. I mean, I I don't like the idea of giving one person too much creative control over anything. Because I feel like, I don't know. I mean, you got to have a director. A, that's why you have those different positions. Because one person can't, can't take on that many roles. It's, it's too much. And it's going to come out very biased. Which it did. <laughs> Unless you have a movie like Velocipaster, which we covered a couple months ago also. Oh, she is an exception. She <laughs> is mwah, just, uh, that's how that's how movies should be done. Mm-hmm. But it takes a very creatively talented, skilled, <laughs> proficient person to pull yeah. that off. Not Not many people do. Also, I gotta say, what we were talking about before, still love the idea of updating the CGI on old movies, except Velocipaster, never change. Don't you no. dare touch it. I mean, it, it only came out like last year, right? So we still got another, let's say, 20 years of it being in its prime. But in 20 years, I mean, the CGI in Velocipaster, man, you gotta keep it. <laughs> the effects. <laughs> <laughs> so if you haven't uh, listened to our Velocipaster episode... It was one of our favorite movies we have ever watched. Highly recommend. Oh, please. Well, that You know what? That would be a good movie to watch on Halloween. Yeah. You, you know, if you haven't seen it yet, watch Velocipaster. That, it's just such a fun, funny, clever movie. <laughs> I think now that we've talked about, you know, every aspect of this movie, let's see what the people of the internet have to say about the mummy now for reference imdb gave it a 5.4 out of 10 and rotten tomatoes the critics gave it a 16 percent, and the audience gave it a 35 percent. so we have some imdb and some letterbox reviews what do you want to start with let's go with imdb this time okay the first review we have is by user silver underscore duppy who gave it a 2 out of 10 and their tagline is, too many comparisons to the other mummy movies. Disappointed. <laughs> Which I choose to read as that meme from the Hercules movie that goes, disappointed. <laughs> Search up uh, disappointed meme. If <laughs> you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, disappointed. No real storyline, predictable events, and choice of particular character line was lame. Lots of holes in the story, jumped all over the place without real connections to the plot, Characters lacked depth, would have liked to have seen more actual references to ancient Egypt that would have made the storyline more believable. Overall, not a movie I would see again. Mm. The second review we have is by user Pop Culture Thoughts, who gave it a 4 out of 10, and their tagline is just their name, Pop Culture Thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) 
this alleged reboot of the Universal's The Mummy is a remake in name only. Other than the title, nothing else has to do with the original film. Instead, we're treated to a tiresome, repetitive Tom Cruise vehicle that seems to have been made primarily as a vanity project for the superstar. Cruise's performance is overbearing from the very first frame to the last, and he's essentially playing Tom Cruise action star. There's nothing he can't figure out. No battle he won't win, and no one he can't charm. For no reason other than, the script says so. With his co-stars neutered by his <laughs> megalomaniac <laughs> performance, there's nothing for the audience to do except wait for the preposterous running time to end. Sophia Butella manages to infuse the movie with brief shots of life here and there. Oh, she was a mummy, I think. Yeah, she was good. Yeah. Uh, demonstrating real charisma and menace in, t- in the title role, but her inexplicably limited screen time doesn't allow her to completely rescue this movie off of Tom Cruise's off-putting vanity. Yikes, that's basically what we've been saying in a single paragraph. Uh, Sophia, the girl that played the mummy, was so good, but she didn't have enough time to show it off. The last review is by user dogsfan92, who gave it also (laughs) a 4 out of 10. (laughs) And their tagline is, The Mummy 3 was better than this crap! (laughs) point. I like Tom Cruise as an actor, most of the time. However... No one should have participated in this piece of crap remake. (laughs) Brendan Fraser made the Mummy series what it was. The original trilogy was smart, funny, action-packed, and was actually good. This was absolute garbage. As you can tell, since it was supposed to start off the Dark Corner (laughs) series, um, I think they mean Dark Universe, um, bringing all the old creatures back together. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. By the way, did you watch the third mummy as part of your preparation? Oh, no, I didn't have time. <laughs> but I'm okay with that. <laughs> to be you know honest. what? That's okay. Yeah. I don't, I mean, even the third mummy, I don't think quite held a candle to the first two. Yeah, but it's still better than this one. <laughs> yep. So I have four letterboxed reviews. Um, the first one is by Rylan California, who gave it one star out of five. And Rylan says, it's a good thing I had to pee for 75% of this because at least I got to feel something. Ah, that's you! (laughs) Hey, guess what? I literally have to pee right now. (laughs) We'll wrap her up. Um, The next review is by Adrian Balboa, who gave it three stars. Why do these fools think they can defeat ancient evil creatures by just throwing hands? This chick survived thousands of years and y'all think tom cruise can kill her by hitting her with a stick please mm, fair point <laughs> um the third review is by ava davis uh who gave it three and a half stars my question is how the fuck does the world go on after shit like this like Oh yeah, okay, these 12th century crusade skeletons just awoke and killed many people, and a sexy little Egyptian lady who was mummified alive just fucking destroyed half London and wants her revenge, so she put a curse on Tom Cruise. No big deal or anything. Glad that's been addressed. Oh my god, that's so true! (laughs) And the last review is by Demonique and Titties, (laughs) (laughs) who gave it two and a half stars. Well, the mummy herself seems nice. I would like to be her friend. Wow, me too.
now that we know what the people of the internet think, what do we think? I mean, here's the thing. (laughs) I know we've roasted this movie a lot. We've toasted it a little too, but we've roasted it a lot. I, despite all the things that we've talked about, I did not hate this movie. I, again, don't think it held a candle to the original, any of the original mummies, including the third one, which wasn't as good. (laughs) Um, But as a standalone Tom Cruise movie, it wasn't bad. It was action-filled. I didn't like that most of it took place in, like, London instead of you know, Egypt, like I thought it was going to. But I didn't think it was that bad a movie. I'm going to give it, like, a mid-range 6, 6.5. Okay, that's fair. So, uh, part of my beef, (laughs) I guess, with this movie is that the reason movies like the original Mummy trilogy are so good is because the protagonists use uh, their wit as much as their weapons. Mm. But in Tom Cruise movies, the only uh, two ways that you can get out of any single problem is an explosion or a stunt. (laughs) (laughs) Which doesn't uh, lend itself the same humor, the same heart. Um, The acting, I will applaud uh, Sofia Boutella for her role as the mummy, because she was so good. Also, Russell Crowe, I loved his character. Um, But Tom Cruise and not Adrian Pimento (laughs) and the blonde girl, they all kind of fell a little flat for me. Also, there was no chemistry between any of them. (laughs) True. (laughs) So I think this one, we should have left buried. (laughs) Ooh! (laughs) I'm going to give it a three. Okay, okay. Not bad. <laughs> I mean, I tried to toast it as much as I can. It's, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, we're, even even if we roast a movie, this is our toasting season. We'll try to toast as much as, as we can. Um, in the meantime, though, happy Halloween. We hope you enjoyed it more than we <laughs> enjoyed this movie. Um, or you will enjoy it. Halloween hasn't happened yet. It's coming up. Um if you want to watch a great movie on Halloween, we recommend Velocipaster. Um, we have a couple Man. episodes. The Invisible Man is a great one. Um, maybe watch the original Mummy. Who knows? If any of you have seen this movie and you have thoughts or you have other movies to recommend to us, you can find us on Letterboxd and Twitter. We're at BMS Podcast on both. Or you can shoot us an email uh, at badmoviesundaypodcast at gmail.com. But in the meantime, happy Halloween. We're Bad Movie Sunday. I'm Ashley. I'm Amy. And we'll see you next next week. Ooh.